Broadcasting from deep within Angel Stadium, this is Angler Chronicles. Good morning, Southern California. From Joshua Tree to Dutch Harbor, from the Canadian wilderness to the Amazon jungle. Buckle up, because it's going to be wall-to-wall action on Angler Chronicles. Angler Chronicles is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, California's fishing, hunting, and shooting headquarters since 1971. Van Warmer Resorts, Hotel Palmas de Cortez, and Hotel Playa del Sol. Fishing Syndicate Quality Custom Rods, get syndicated. Carne de Teresa, providing quality, handmade, marinated meats. Owner Hooks, perfection in hooks. Lake Elsinore, the city of Dream Extreme. And Bite on Fishing, where your next catch is only a castaway. Good morning, Southern California. Welcome to this week's episode of Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM 830 KLA. I apologize, but my island didn't have the little light. I didn't know if I was ready to roll or not, but thank you to my great board operator back there. He got us all in tune. So, uh, good morning again. This is Angler Chronicles. My name is Sergio. I'll be your host. My co-host, the director of the Angler Chronicles Fishing Schools, Mr. Ron Hobbs. Good morning, Ron. Hi. Good morning. (laughs) (laughs) And then, Ron. I know it. It's been a while. We haven't heard this guy. And he has a theme song. I know. Without further ado, our resident flat top. Although he said he hasn't. There he is. He comes grooving up slowly. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, our dear friend, Mr. Steve Carson, director of the Penn Fishing University. Good morning, Steve. Uh, good morning. I haven't had a flat top since before that song came out. Ah, you see? See? That's all good. So, uh, listen, uh, welcome back. We've missed you. I know you've uh, been on a, a bit of a hiatus uh, between our trips and your trips. We're, we're glad you're finally here. Okay. It's wonderful to be here. Excellent. Well, you know what, Ron? I thought this guy wasn't going to be on. Uh, Me too. Thank goodness he is. (laughs) Without further ado, our resident earthworm, Mr. Andrew Mack. Underneath the totem pole. I think he's around 10 feet now. All right. No, he's actually worked his way up now for being on, and he shouldn't be on. Well, you want to take him away from underneath? Where, Where do you put him? Uh, eight feet. Eight feet. All right. He started at six. He's going the wrong way. So anyway, good morning, Andrew. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Ron. Boy, I, you know, morning. I, didn't ex- I didn't expect you. I thought you were on a two-day. Yeah, that's what we were. Until they canceled all the yeah, trips, I, huh? I, yeah, the weather came in. Yeah, no, yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, weather is going to be a big issue. We were talking about that with Steve yesterday, but we'll, we'll get into that. But uh, before we go any further... Um, great to see uh, the team get together here. I wish Mia was here, but yeah. Mia's going to be all over Lake Elsinore, and we'll get into that. Ron's got a big report on Lake Elsinore to share, and um, just want to make sure that we get a little bit of the freshwater scene because trout season is upon us, right? Almost. Almost? Almost. Well, Earthworm, that was your cue. Now you're nine feet under. <laughs> there, there, there are actually some places that are stocking right now, but almost. Okay, that was your cue again, Andrew. Ten feet under. <laughs> well, I, I was letting you go, Ron. 
<laughs> now, why would I yeah, give so, a re- so, why would I give a report that doesn't even rival yours? Ooh, I have no idea. Okay, eight and a half feet. <laughs> yeah. All right, give eight give, and a half. All right, give it to us nice and quick. So yes, yes. So definitely. So it is. It is trout season. Um, there's many options this week that are stocking. Um, the uh, the Sierras are still stocking. Uh, like Inyo County, you got South Lake, North Lake. Lake Sabrina and uh, Intake 2 are some options. If you want to go up to Mono County, you've got Virginia Upper and Lower, uh, Twin Lake, Tioga Lake, Levining, and then uh, Convict Lake. Those are some options up there. If you would like to look for trout down this way, um, Los Angeles County, you got Crystal Lake and Jackson Lake, and then also you have San Diego County, uh, Dwayne Pond. Now, if you're looking for the bigger fish, uh, Kachuma Lake just had a stocking of Mount Lassen rainbow trout with uh, 4,000 pounds of fish that went in on Wednesday. So it's a little bit farther for us, but, I mean, it's a three-hour drive, and you can be there. Um, But other than that, next week is is a big week. There's a lot of lake stocking, uh, like Mountain Lakes is coming in next week, and uh, a lot of openers happening, so... The options are here, I and mean, of course, you still have the catfish as well. Good, good, good. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, you know, people aren't really concentrating a lot on freshwater uh, because it's been such good tuna fishing. But uh, for those of you that don't get a chance to get on one of the big boats or go saltwater fishing, we we'll make sure that you cover uh, the freshwater because, you know, it, it's a great place to go. You grab the family and go have a picnic somewhere or just get to the local lake, take your kids. It's a great place to, to teach them uh, how to fish. So, uh, you know, and Ron, you, you and... Um, and Andrew, you guys love trout fishing. Okay, so yeah. Well, you know, trout fishing, believe it or not, is like tuna fishing compared to, you know, you use a 20, 30, 40, 50 pound test, but with catfish, I mean, catfish trout, you use two pound. So, and they have teeth and they bite through that, but to land a trout on two pound test, there's nothing like it. Okay, okay. Well, but my, my bet with uh, the earthworm is still on. Uh, I, in fact, I want you to come out and referee that one. I want to put him and Tony on the boat with me. They're going to use two-pound test, and we're going to go saltwater fishing with two-pound test. Okay, and uh, we're going to use lures. We're going to use bait. We're going to use it all. I can't, I, don't, I can't imagine doing a dropper loop on two-pound test, but we will figure out what the heck to do there. Um, I want to see them now. The rules uh, decided to change it up on them a little bit, Ron, because I, I, you know, these two might cheat on me. So what we're gonna do? They have to, they have to show up with an empty spool. I will bring two pound and and, and I will bring some Iser line. Okay, two pound triple X. And um, also, you know what, Steve? I should probably go with tournament two pound, huh? Well, if you want to be very technical, you can. Yeah, yeah. Um, even with two pound test, it's really hard to, to get an actual world record these days. <clears throat> yep. So that would be kind of the the most important thing if you, to have IGFA class fine if you want to set a record. If not, I wouldn't worry about it too much. Okay. All right. So, uh, Ron, I mean, uh, what's your biggest trout on two pound? Believe it or not, I do not still in my lifetime have a double digit. I, my, my biggest one is 9.45. Nine point four. And that was a that was actually a good trout. That was a brown trout, so it was very worth it. Okay. And Steve? I actually had to sneak up on it. 
Steve, you know, what's, what's the biggest you have on two pound? Biggest crowd? Yeah. Uh, would have been back in the days when Irvine was stocking steelhead, which was pretty cool. They pay, pay quite a bit extra for them. They're beautiful, beautiful fish. Um, only about eight pounds, but um, let's say it did end up on the cover of Western Outdoor News, but and even though I caught it, I was not holding it, and I was not in the picture. Ah, okay. So, so someone who did not catch it posed with my beautiful steelhead. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about me. I just um, two pound test. I don't think I. I don't use two pound test at all. I think I always use four or more because I like to throw stuff. And Ron always told me, well, if you're going to throw stuff, you don't. You know, like a Thomas Boyant or a Mirashad or whatever we throw, we don't need to use two pound test. But um, interesting. It'll be very, very interesting. The challenge is still there. There. So we'll see what uh, what the earthworm and Mia have in store for me, Ron. You're gonna you're gonna definitely referee that one. I have been catching some really good fish on four pound. I haven't made that two pound, but tomorrow I'm gonna be on the water, and tomorrow I'm gonna bring out the two pound. It's gonna be nice weather. You know uh, what's happening down in San Diego isn't happening up here. I got 10, uh, what did they say, uh, three footers at 10 seconds. That's not too bad at all. On the center console, I got three knots of wind. I should be in pretty good shape tomorrow. And I'm going to bring out the two-pound, and I'm going to go a little bit shallower than I normally do and start practicing. Um, You better be ready there, Earthworm. You know where I would go if I was was able to go tomorrow? Um, Unfortunately, I have another commitment, but... I would like to go out to the old muscle farm area. There's still got to be an area that bites yeah, but, there. Yeah, but see, here's here's my thought, and, and then I want you to keep this, and, and we'll let Steve jump in here. Um, for this little challenge on two-pound test, okay, we can't go anywhere where there's a, even a hint of a rock, okay, because you, you get a fish near a rock, it's gone. So I'm going to be fishing hard bottom areas, Okay. Yeah. The muscle yeah, farm. Sergio, let, me, let, let me add it is perfectly allowable and legal to have a leader, and on the in the very very light line classes in the freshwater rules. Um, saltwater rules are a little different, but you can even though you're fishing saltwater, you can follow the freshwater rules. You can have a leader up to six feet long, so you can make that leader, you know, ten or twelve pound cast, so that if you do make light contact with a rock near the fish's mouth, uh, it doesn't immediately break. But you've, you've fair and square fought the fish with your two-pound test. Okay, but here's the deal. For our little tournament, nope. It's going to be straight two-pound, no leader. No I don't want to hear about it. And if they want to go fluorocarbon, I don't think we need fluorocarbon in the ocean if you're using two-pound. But if you guys want to do fluorocarbon, then we'll... But everybody spools from the same line. I, I would use two pound uh, fluorocarbon in the ocean because it's you know got a little more abrasiveness to it. I mean, with that, oh, I'm sorry. I want the edge for me. <laughs> okay, but um, yeah, and you know, when we get into the salt water. Uh, you know, I caught that pretty good sized fish. We don't tell everybody about, but it was ready to break off. And yeah, no, no. I mean, can you imagine a sand bass? Uh, I mean, a simple sand bass, two pound sand bass. Um, I'm sure he's going to fight a mackerel. That'd be interesting. So uh, yeah. we, we, we will we will talk about that in the future. 
but you know, I know everybody uses two pounds, so and I'm sorry for side hitting you here because I, I did just I, I just came right in the intersection and just hit you broadsided you um, because there is very good fishing I do not look down on trout fishing please some people think oh, that I, and I don't he, he really doesn't we, and he does talk about it a lot actually so and we've gone I mean we've gone to Finn and Feather we've gone to uh, you know we've gone well Lake Elsinore we've gone to Lake Elsinore yeah. I caught the last the last um, it was your trout rod I was using Okay, I said I just put a bait on, caught a nice catfish on two pound test. That was interesting. Anyway, everybody, hang on tight. Uh, this is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AM eight thirty KLA. We'll come back. We're gonna talk about what's going on in Lake Elsinore. Okay, because there's a lot of stuff happening. We will be right back. Down upon the canvas, working in a meal, waiting for a chance to pick an Irish field up and up, up and up. See you both. Raiders football lives here on AMA 30 KLAA. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing in Dana Point Harbor. Come check them out. Trips for anglers of all levels depart daily and kids fish free every Sunday. Enjoy clean vessels, full galleys, and friendly expert captains and crew. Everything you need for a great day of fishing for everyone, including a fleet of private charters. The Dana Wharf Kids Club is the coolest club of the sea, featuring free fishing trips, whale watching adventures, and more. Check them out on the web for daily deals, including the famous Half Price Tuesday. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, number one angler's choice since 1971. That's Dana Wharf Sport Fishing and Whale Watching, located at 34675 Golden Lantern in Dana Point. You can contact them by phone at 949-496-5794 or on the web at danawharf.com. Daily adventures, lifelong memories, established 1971. Stay connected and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Lake Elsinore is the action sports capital of the world. Stocked regularly with bass, catfish, crappie, and more. Lake Elsinore is the largest natural freshwater lake in Southern California and the destination for fishing. Whether you're looking for an extreme outdoor experience or a relaxing morning sunrise, start your next adventure in Lake Elsinore and stay at the new fully renovated campground, Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Find us online to follow all the action. I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose bait, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM 30. Welcome back, everybody. You're on Angels Radio, AM830 KLA. This is Angler Chronicles, and we started the show talking trout with uh, Andrew Mack, Steve Carson, Ron, and myself here in studio. Um, here's <laughs> the song is ideal because um, I don't know about you guys, but this is just a, on a personal note. When I go to, to a lake, it's more of a relaxing type situation. You know that it is this different. And Ron's shaking his head yes here. Um, so that 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 song is seemed really appropriate. It's like just kick back. When I go saltwater, it's just like I don't know. Just something turns on on me. But 
it is what it is. It's all fishing. And what I want to really share with everyone today is we need to get that next generation going. And we need to expand to our generation as well. So if you guys go out fishing, I can tell you from just my personal experience with Rhonda, she never even thought about going fishing with me. Didn't want to have anything to do with the bait. Everything was stinky and, and all the stuff that goes along with it. But to see what she, how she started only a few years ago to where she is now, she can't get enough. You know, when I ask her, what do you want for your birthday? I'm thinking maybe she wants a diamond or something. Nope. What she wants is for me to take her fishing. So expand it to the ladies. And what I like about the girls fishing is I like it. I think there might be better fishermen than some of these guys. Okay. And the reason is they listen. Um, I, we just had a two and a half day trip and I experienced it once again. Um, when Ron and I come up to you and we say something, okay, um, we want you to catch the fish. Now, I know that in the heat of the battle, okay, your adrenaline is pumping and all, and, and I don't know if you hear me wrong or what, but we're trying to get you to do what's best to land that fish. You got deckhands doing the same thing. We want you to catch the fish. So what happens is the ladies listen to you. And they do exactly what you tell them. The guys, for the most part, don't. And I don't know if it's ego, I don't know what it is, but it's like, guys, we just want you to catch the fish. So if you come out fishing with us, please understand, what happens on the boat stays on the boat, okay? This is the opportunity, I tell everybody all the time, even if you think you're the best fisherman in the world, okay, there's always something to learn. That's what Ben and I always share that with Ron as well. There's always something to learn. You are not the, nobody wrote the, well, there's been attempts, okay, at writing everything you ever want to know about saltwater fishing, but we're afraid to ask. Uh, there is no such thing. Nobody knows everything. There's constantly new techniques coming out, new this or revamping of that. Um, but pay attention, okay? You come out to our trips. And we just want you to leave a better fisherman than when you came. When you came. That, that's it. That, that's our whole thing. And we want you to try our gear if you want to, to see what, what the difference is of the right gear in your hands, okay? And you see, I mean, I caught a troll fish that was fighting the gear. You mention it all the time. I was old, uh, you know, the reel wasn't serviced correctly, super too, it was too big, and I'm fighting, I was literally fighting the equipment, and I, be, be, no, okay, so if you want, you come out, you test what we, um, what we bring out, um, see why we use owner hooks, see why we use fishing syndicate rods, see why we use the reels that we do. I mean, I, I had the, uh, I had your, your fathom low profile, Steve, out there catching tuna, and, and people were looking at me like I was, I don't know, a Martian, okay? I mean, Ron used it, okay? Let's get into that in a little bit. Yeah, we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, so there is stuff, and you know, yeah, you're right. Let's get into that in a little bit. Let me go circle back around to freshwater, but guys, the important thing to take away from this conversation is this. Get the kids involved again, okay? Take them out fishing, um, and bring your ladies out fishing. We need to expand our sport, because if not, it'll go away, all right? And I guarantee you, in a couple, two or three more generations, 
Um, if we don't get these these kids going, our whole industry will collapse. All right, uh, Earthworm, go ahead and finish up with the freshwater. Yeah, so definitely. Um, there's, I mean, there's been a couple of significant catches actually. Uh, one of them was a 22 pound brown trout that was caught at Upper Twin uh, in Bridgeport uh, a few days ago. Uh, the guy was trolling one of the old school AC plugs uh, behind his boat. He he's an avid fisherman. He the day that they open up there, he's he brings his camper in and he fishes every single day through the season. Um, you know, looking for a fish of this caliber, and he just happened to get lucky one day. And like you said, trolling that AC plug, uh, I, apparently when it hit the rod, it pulled it out of the fish holder. He kicked the boat in neutral, ran over, grabbed it, fought it for a while, and then uh, he was able to get it in. Uh, and this fish uh, came up at uh, 22 pounds. Um, it's one of the biggest browns caught in probably 20, 30 years at this lake. Uh, the official weight was 22 pounds, 10 ounces. Wow. And uh, unfortunately, when the fish hit the lure, it inhaled it, and it actually caught on its gill plate and uh, or inside the gill, and you know, and the fish wasn't able to be released. Um, but it will be eaten, um, every bit of it. But yeah, this angler, I think he was more upset about that than you know than anything. But what a, I mean, what a fish! Imagine catching you know something like that, you know, in in right there in the Sierra. I mean, it's it's the biggest fish caught, you know, this this entire season uh, by anybody. So that's a really, really, really uh, substantial catch that's awesome. uh, yeah. from there. Other than that, uh, there was a nice 12-pound catfish caught. Um, you know, 12 pounds doesn't seem like a lot, but this catfish <coughs> was caught at Big Bear Lake, of all places. It's, it's, they have a lot of catfish in there. It's just not a very common uh, a thing to be catching catfish, you know, big bear. It's more of a, a trout, you know, trout and bass lake. Um, but yeah, those are they're showing up there. Um, and then from there, uh, uh, you know, I was able uh, this past weekend we went up to Utah, and I was able to catch my first tiger trout. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, trip, yeah. You so you made catching. a point, and uh, you did get them right. Yeah, that was uh, we we had over 200 fish that we landed uh, in in uh, about an eight hour span of fishing. Um, and I was able to catch uh, the only tiger trout for the day, um, but that was the whole thing I was after. I mean, I've never seen—I've seen them on, only in pictures. I've never seen one actually in person, and to see a fish that looks—I mean, it's just the patterns on this thing was just—it was awesome. What did you yeah, use you to know, catch him? It, what was that? What did you use to catch him? Uh, yellow white hookah bait. contest, and then uh, I was using my fishing syndicate. Uh, green monster rod um, and it's just you know like, like you're just saying you know with with the gear and everything there's a reason you know why we all use syndicate rods there's a reason you know why we use the gear that we use it, it it's designed for that type of fishing and when you compare something that you know let's let's just say you know you you pick up a, a, a cheap setup you know a 20 30 dollar setup thinking hey you know this is this this is all i need it will get the job done. But when you get your hands on something, you know, for example, like the Green Monster, you know, 7.6 fish, fishing syndicate rod, and you feel the difference and you watch the difference, how it does basically most of the work as this jig is just working in the water column, you know, moving back and forth the right way it's supposed to do, the results are 
200 fish on the boat mm-hmm. in a day rather than sitting there with, with a bait rod soaking power bait and maybe getting two to three fish or, or jigging with something that, that doesn't have that right wiggle or that right action on it to where that bait is not looking right in the water, you know, as you're retrieving it and bouncing it and all this stuff, and you're not getting bites, you know, like somebody else who has a quality, you know, rod like like a like this syndicate rod, and it's just it's just time after time after time that every time this thing loads up and you feel that backbone when you set the hook, and you feel the action, you know, and you can see the action in the tip of the rod as you're you know bouncing it doing you doing your jigging it's just it's just it's hard to explain unless somebody actually sees it or can compare it to something else and then right then and there if somebody doesn't drive right down to fishing syndicate and go buy one i mean it's yeah. just it, it's it's i don't you know, know it's just these rods just sell themselves like, yeah it's, well it's but, but, an awesome, but bring awesome it around this system. this way look i've always said um there's your gear is like jewelry okay um so it it depends i mean you want a casio watch digital that will tell time sure you can or do you want a rolex well do you really need a rolex do you really you know that that's that that's that's where the question and every angler has to answer it for themselves if you get into fishing the way we're into fishing yeah i mean you know we want an arsenal of, of tools i mean you don't go into a a knife fight with a you know a Swiss Army knife, okay? You know the little tiny ones that you you know. Again, for every application, there's there's a rod and reel combo that is best. Like you said, an inexpensive outfit will work. I mean, think about it. Back in the day, a stick with some line—that's all you needed, okay? But but we've come a long way. Okay, and so the important thing is making sure that if you buy something, buy something that's going to last. Okay, and when I mean last, I'm not saying that the the, the more inexpensive rods aren't going to hold up. Something that you'll keep in your arsenal, so you can keep building. This is about adding to, not buying and throwing away. Okay, you buy a good rod today, that good rod will last you for decades. Okay, I have rods that, uh, the good ones. I mean, and I don't. I hate dropping names, but like back in the day, there was one or two just huge names, and they were quality rods, and they were very expensive. You know what? They're still good today. Now the good thing is, you got a company like Fishing Syndicate that came around and said, you know what? Let's combine the best of all worlds. Okay, the 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 quality is is second to none. And I'm I'm not talking the wrapping itself. I'm talking about the actual blank. The blanks are simply amazing. I fell in love with them, uh, not because they're a sponsor. In fact, I remember the day that all of us are here. I'll give you these. Go try them out. Just let me know what you think. And we went on a trip, and I fell in love, and I have not used another rod since. Why? Because that's what was good to me, for me. And But like jewelry, we all have different tastes. Okay, so what may be great for me is not great for Ron. And you'll see that Ron and I, on a regular trip, we'll go. We're fishing for exactly the same thing, but we're using a different rod, different reel. Uh, You guys know me. I'm going to bring out the bass rod instantly. Okay, Ron's going to use a different setup. And then I look at somebody else, they got a different setup. Okay, uh, Mike Howell, he's been on fire with us. He was on this trip. He was using something completely different. 
Oh, I, for me, almost too much. But you know what? He was landing fish left and right, and that's the key. You want to say something, Ron? Well, yeah. <clears throat> well, now it's coming on, but you know, Mike Blue and and, and uh, Bruce, they were using completely. Yeah. different and, and like and, i said we'll get into yeah. that trip because that's a big one all right i can hear the music in the background that means we had to take another short break and uh i love this conversation we i want to get really deep into this we also have to mention some of the activities coming up at uh, lake elsinore it's huge we got a great weekend at lake elsinore folks this is angels radio ama 30 k la and this is angler chronicles we'll be right back sunglasses are nice. Yes, Sergio. Inferno USA Eyewear, they are great. They were created eight years ago to provide a far superior product with an unbeatable lifetime warranty. You like the burns. Machine billet aluminum frames, extreme wrap style sunglasses, and goggles all in one. They have removable foam inserts, they're polarized, and have polarized transitional lenses available too. The burn style is hands down the greatest wind-in-your-face glass ever made. No wind, dirt, or debris in your eyes at up to 100 miles per hour. Simply put, they're awesome. I prefer the fuel style frame. They are made from TR90 nylon material that keeps them extremely lightweight and very durable. You won't even realize that you're wearing them. Tons of color options and polarized lenses available. The fuels also keep wind out of your eyes at very high speeds. Inferno USA Eyewear. They're nice sunglasses. No gimmicks, just quality construction and protection for your eyes. Inferno USA. Check them out and get yours at www.infernousa.com. That's www.infernousa.com. Hello, everybody. This is Captain Rick from the 85-foot luxurious sport fisher Ocean Odyssey. Departing from H&M Landing in San Diego, California, Ocean Odyssey is Angler Chronicles' number one choice in San Diego offshore fishing. Whether you are a beginner or a seasoned veteran, Ocean Odyssey is equipped with all your fishing needs. From five-star meals, state-of-the-art electronics, spray brine fish hold, and spacious accommodations. Make Ocean Odyssey the number one choice for your next offshore fishing adventure. To make your reservation today, log on to OceanOdysseyFishing.com or call Dina at 619-889-4535. Again, that's OceanOdysseyFishing.com or 619-889-4535. Ocean Odyssey is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. There's nothing more peaceful than fishing. Just me, my pole, and some bait. Oh, and my life jacket, of course. I like fish, but I don't want to end up at the bottom of the water with them. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hi, it's Captain Dave Marciano here. I'm wicked excited to tell you about my new website, AngelicaSeafoods.com, where you can now order fresh local New England seafood shipped overnight right to your door. Go to AngelicaSeafoods.com. Angels Radio. AME 30. Welcome back, everybody, on Angels Radio, AM830 KLA, and you're listening to Angler Chronicles. And uh, we're having a great conversation, and I love what we're talking about here. There's some great lake fishing going on, and like I said, I'm going to stress this throughout the entire show. 
get the kids fishing again. Let's get the kids fishing again, okay? Um, we got to get these kids back out there, all right? Uh, and, and let them know that fishing on a computer is not the same thing as fishing <laughs> for real. All right, uh, let me go back, and let's, let's go ahead and, and uh, close this up with uh, fresh water. And, Ron, you were going to say something just as we went to commercial. Do you know what? Well, you know, we were talking about all the different gear, and, and every single person out there, and especially the guys that were, you know, uh, on fire, so to speak. Um, Mike Howell. They, they all changed up. Um, you know, Mike Howell was uh, hooking them. Mm-hmm. Had a little problem landing, same as me at first. and, and But just, uh, I'll, I'll get into the story later, but I even had my partner remind me of a PFA, so. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> we did have to do that. But anyway, let me, let me go ahead and just, because uh, that's a great conversation. I want to get into that. But let me go back to um, uh, Andrew here. Andrew, so the freshwater scene is about to, is in transition. We're going from catfish uh, starting to go into trout, right? Yeah, definitely. All over Southern California. And so if, and I'm going to just ask you and Ron and Steve, uh, I'm not a big authority on this one, but, you know, what should everybody be equipped for to go, you know, one of the local lakes? Um, well, definitely what, what everyone should have is a brand new fresh spool of line. Uh, I typically always say two-pound test uh, with, you know, Iser's triple X. Um, stock up on your hooks, stock up on your jigs, um, you know, go through your fishing rods you know replace your line and then you know I'll, I'll let i'll let steve do this one because steve always comes out with something that that everyone needs because you never know if you catch a small one or a big one and everyone's going to need this to land it so w- what is that steve that everyone's going to need well you need to have sergio along with you because you need to check to see <laughs> now i can't inside hear. the giant net that you have Okay. All right. You need to have a net that's not one of those little tiny stream nets that I'm not even sure what they're for because even small stream trout won't fit inside them or the handle is so short you can't reach anything. Hey, Steve, before you keep going, do me a favor. Turn your phone up, okay, because we can barely hear you, okay? My phone is up as high as it'll go. Okay. Well, all right. So we're having some technical difficulties. I can hear you, but I really got to turn your way up. But anyway, you know, Steve is right. You know, um, big net. That's what we always talk about. And the biggest net I've ever seen is the one that Andrew has. Okay. Um, <laughs> that actually can fit me and you uh, in that net. It's it's huge. All right. So, but the key thing, and this is what you guys were, you know, alluding to, and I've asked this question on many shows, it's just having the right gear. So if you're going to go out to a lake, I would just say you need two outfits, one for trout, one for anything else okay because you never know okay you can be fishing for trout but you go to lake elsinore you know you're gonna get the catfish you're gonna get into wipers you're gonna get into uh bass okay you're gonna get into um carp okay so you want to have a little bit of a, an arsenal you want to have two pound test for those finicky trout and I would say maybe a six-pound outfit or eight-pound outfit for bass and all the way down to whatever else, okay? So just have that available. Um, also keep in mind one thing when you're using two-pound tests, well, at least what I've learned, you need a very, 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 very flexible rod because if not, it's going to bust on you, 
Okay, um, and we'll get into that with a tuna. It's something I've been experiencing lately and something I want to really share with you guys. Uh, I'm kind of jumping the gun a little bit. On October, on November 14th, we're going to have uh, Oliver Solis in, in studio, and we're going to talk about his new line of rods that are coming out, which kind of brings back a little bit of old school. But um, we'll talk about that. But it's very important to have a rod that's very, very flexible for two-pound test. And then something a little bit, you know, something you can pull a little more on for your bass and, 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 and everything else. You know, a largemouth bass is, I mean, I haven't experienced a tremendous pull on largemouth bass. I think with largemouth, Steve, you fish it more than I do. It's more about did you get bit versus how many fish you caught, okay, is getting that bite. Because they're, they're not as powerful as a calico bass or... Uh, and even when you go pound for pound online, they're not as strong as a calico bass. But you got to incite them to bite. And that's part of the uh, the mystique of a largemouth bass, okay, is how many it, it, people, when I, how many bites did you get, not how many fish you landed, right? Well, yeah. Exactly. Uh, I have caught some, some nice double-digit largemouth bass, some really nice ones. And you are correct. They don't fight as much as a calico bass. They really don't fight as much as, as any saltwater fish of, of similar similar size or, or shape. It's, it's, but largemouth bass fishing, maybe more than any other kind of fishing, is a cerebral uh, practice. Because in saltwater, uh, depending on the time of year and what the water temperature is, the fish may have left the area. They may have migrated someplace else. <laughs> right. Or gone out to deep water. Um, in freshwater in a lake, they can't get. They can't go anywhere. They're there. So it's up to you to figure out what is it that they want. What's going to work. Correct. 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 All right. Having said that, uh, let me let me go over to Ron here real quick. And uh, both you and Andrew take on this one. Lake Elsinore, okay, there's a lot of activity happening over there. So uh, who wants uh, Why don't you attack the fishing part, Andrew, and then we'll let Ron talk about the activities. Yeah, so, I mean, I can make it real simple. Everything is biting. The catfish are biting, carp are biting, bass are biting, but everyone still says bass are biting mid-lake. Um, catfish are biting uh, from shore. Uh, uh, if you're soaking, you know, the mac bites. Um, uh, any, anything like that. And then the wipers. The wipers are eating pretty much anything. They're getting, you know, anywhere from lures to the Mac bites to even hot dogs. But the one thing that, you know, you always say about Elsinore, where to find the fish? You got to find structure, structure. No, you structure. need two things structure and bite on. I mean, if I learned anything at the Dream Extreme Derby that we had uh, this year, that was the key. You needed those two things. You needed to find a little bit of structure. You needed a lot, just a little bit of structure, and anything dipped in bite on got bit. Okay, so uh, and that works for, believe it or not, the bass as well, the wipers. Uh, it works for everything. So, highly recommend that you don't leave home without that, and make sure that once you do find structure, you remember where that is and you go back. Okay, yeah, so I, I I even put some bite on on the arrows, and the carp tend to bite those as well. Okay, you just went down 11 feet under. Bad joke. 
<laughs> bad, bad joke. Bad joke. Okay, so let me do that. Uh, Ron, boy, you're sniffling tonight. <laughs> I think you're what? allergic to me. I, it's not that. It's the stuff you yeah, wear. Well, well, the problem is, you know, I, I have my weekly shower just once a week. And it's it happened this morning. And, and I'm always grateful and for I it shave, on Saturday. And when I shave, I have aftershave, and you're allergic okay, to it. Okay, so we, um, I'm getting weird stuff in my head. Um Okay, last week was uh, the uh, trunk or treat, and they, you know, they had over eight thousand kids. That was what estimated. That is huge, and uh, families they invaded Main Street. It's the biggest uh, trunk or treat in that Kelsner ever. Yeah, and it's, it's, uh, it's a really and cool you guys, event. if you haven't been out there, just head out there, and it is a blast. Uh, then now let's get to uh, today and tomorrow, October. Oktoberfest at Launch Point, hosted by J.T. Reynolds and the Bobber. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's two things there. J.T. Reynolds, you can get all your um, boat needs and tackle there at the landing. And then you can just step around the corner when you're all done and have a really great meal. Yeah, and, and the key here, guys, it's happening over a two-day period. It started uh, yesterday. So you got today and tomorrow. There's eight Luke. Eight local breweries are going to show up. You got four local food vendors will be there as well. There's games, prizes, there's live music, all happening right there at the Bobber at Launch Point. So um, you need the key is you need to go to Lake Elsinore. Dot, no, it's Lake Elsinore dot org, and I highly recommend people go there because they have a brand new website. That website is smoking hot, Ron. Smoking hot. So Oktoberfest happening today and tomorrow, right there at Launch Point. What else is going on? Okay, well, y'all let you tangle this next one because I'm sure I'm going to say it wrong. So it's a uh, Dia de, de, de los Santos de Muertos. Dia de los Muertos. Okay. Okay. It's it's, it's a Day of the Dead, and that's uh, right. It's um, it's an old uh, tradition, a very it, it, throughout Latin America that that is a big one. Um, but the Mexican culture really has adopted that one. Uh, you don't see it too much down in, in Argentina, where I'm from. But by the way, uh, this one's for Ron and Don Souther. We are world champions for the next four years. Three, uh, three years. Well, it doesn't matter. But we're world champions. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, it's Dia de los Muertos, the Day of the Dead. Okay, and it's a day that you celebrate uh, your your ancestors. Okay, and your your family members have gone to the next realm. So what? Now that we've said this, what is it all about, Ron? Or where is it happening? It is happening at downtown, at the street uh, street by uh, Studio Three Ninety Five. It's on Main Street mm-hmm. by Studio Three Ninety Five. It's the uh, Downtown Merchants Association and the City of Lake Elsinore. No, it, it really is a it's a cool event. Right. Um, highly recommend yeah, that. And like you said, you can check this all out on the new website at uh, www.lake-elsinore.org. All right, and you know, you know, we were talking about getting kids uh, involved. One of the greatest things that the city has done, and with the leadership of um, Jonathan Oliver Skinner, that's the director of community services, the kids event right. every June, it's just it's fantastic. So <clears throat> if you want to introduce a kid to go fishing, make sure you sign up because they can only handle, I think it's 150 to 200 kids or something like that. Right. They can't go overboard. So, but it's a, you know, the first come, first serve, you sign up. Go check it out, especially if you're not from Lake Elsinore. Go take the kids because there's a lot of events, a lot of stuff. That you, it's a great getaway, 
Okay, the the kids fish in the morning. Then you, the the adults can jump in in the afternoon. You can get a bite to eat there at Launch Point. Uh, you're gonna bring your campers, your trailers. They have not. You can stay there. They have yurts. Oh, yeah. They have the stream. Uh, streamline airstreams, airstreams. So it, it's a great ev- event. If not, just go any place in the city. It, it's fantastic. So for more information, make sure you go to lake-elsinore.org and make it happen because it is one of my happy places. It's, it's a great getaway. Okay, so highly, highly, highly recommended. And we all know that Jonathan's listening. Oh, so hey, Jonathan, what's and going? go. Raiders, oh, boys. No, 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 no. What it says right there. No, that's what he said. But that's not, <laughs> so, you're, you're a Buccaneer. Well, you got nothing to cheer hey, for. That's year. not true. They have a winning record, and not only that, they are in first place. So, what else you want to talk about? Oh my God, you're on the West Coast, not East Coast. I can't help that. I don't want to get into the best team in the world. Is always well. The you're Raiders. on the West Coast, and the your Raiders. team is. Um, we're in, we're we're in transition. We're we're, we're letting right. all you guys have win a few things, and you know the greatest game. Listen, the greatest team in the world, Argentina, World Cup champions. Oh, I had to throw that in there for extra measure. Okay, let me let me, let, let's go ahead and put, pour a little bit of salt on this because we have been on a hiatus. Okay, yeah. um, uh, you know, you Steve just got back from an eight day. You got a lot of information. We just got back from a two and a half day, so I want to go ahead and start that up with. Um, uh, Ron, why don't we start with our two and a half day? Because Steve's going to br- come in, that'll cover the bluefin area, and then Steve's got all the other species tied in. So let's start with our two and a half day aboard the El Dorado. What do you want to know? Well, come on, I want to report. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we uh, left on uh, Sunday at eight thirty p.m. Uh, we had we kept it low. There was actually twenty fishermen plus the two of us, so twenty two people, and our cameraman. Mm-hmm. And there was plenty of room, and everybody on board except maybe one or two people were pretty well experienced. They had all the gear, and the reason I mention that is I want everybody to understand something. Just because you have the right gear, you must, and I repeat, must be ready for it. Yeah, and I think that I think if I'm reading this correctly, let me steer you in this direction. Yes, number one, you got to have the right gear. Number two, you have to have the right line. So the line has to match. Yeah. And uh, we're going to talk about drags as well because that I saw a lot of failures due to drag. Uh, due, I mean, due to the drag being set incorrectly. And we're going to talk about using line. That's not within the realm. But okay. you're going to have to wait. You know, we're going to go to a commercial. <laughs> but just, just keep that in mind. Those numbers, when it says, you know, what line class? In the middle, not on the outside. All right. This is Angels Radio, AM830, KLA, Anger Chronicles. We'll bring it back. To chase a feather in the
Hi, everybody. This is Danny Jackson, producer of award-winning Angler Chronicles Television. The very best in sport fishing action is Angler Chronicles TV, seen weekly on Valley Sports West. Each week, Sergio and crew take you on an action-packed fishing expedition from Baja to Alaska and throughout the Southland. Angler Chronicles Television airs five times weekly starting at 8.30 Sunday mornings on Valley Sports West. Visit anglerchronicles.com for details. The original hookup baits are the most versatile and effective artificial baits to hit the water. With sizes from 132 to 4 ounces in 12 fish catching colors, this pattern design uses only the highest quality of materials, owner hooks, and are proud to be built in the USA. The original hookup baits have made it easier to match the hatch when chasing that fish of a lifetime. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops to get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph, and release. Attention anglers, Angler Chronicles chooses Fishing Syndicate. Custom quality rods, the manufacturers of the latest in fishing rods. The perfect combination and blends of high-end graphite and glass fibers that make the lightest, most sensitive, and powerful rods available on the market. See what the buzz is all about and get syndicated. Fishing Syndicate, the rod choice of the Angler Chronicle crew and other industry experts and leaders. Check them out at fishingsyndicate.com and see why they're the chosen rod of the AC crew. Light, sensitive, powerful, FS style. Fishing Syndicate, a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. Angels Radio, AM 830. Welcome back, everybody, to Angels Radio, AM 830 KLA, and this is Angel Chronicles. So, as we went to break, we are talking about this awesome trip on the two-and-a-half day uh, on the El Dorado. It's an Angler Chronicles uh, show, I mean, trip. Uh, we filmed it. It'll be coming out on TV. Uh, we got highlights. I mean, so let's just start with, um, give me a rundown, Ron. Okay, so the, the first day, uh, we, um, you know, it was, what, about 90 miles were we out? We were nearly 100 miles nearly out. 100 miles, and, and uh, you know, it was a little bit of a boat ride, but you woke up night, you got some night fishing in. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not going to catch any fish at night if you're not going to get up and night fish. So, uh, now, doesn't that make sense? Uh, uh, not for me. I wasn't So, there. there were four of us that were up. Mike Blue, thank you. Love you to death. Bruce, myself, and Will, the captain. And there were a couple, I want to say, Ignacio uh, Ochoa. Um, Thank you guys. Um, it was it was okay. We caught four fish, five fish, and I was lucky enough to catch two. Mm-hmm. So but, I, I guess yeah. So um, I mean, but, we, we had okay. But understand, we started a hundred miles, but we encountered some weather, and the right. weather, the fish but, were there, but the weather was as well. So second day, we decided to come in uh, closer. We were on the southeast end of um, Clemente with. Perfect weather, not as wide open fishing until the afternoon. We found a nice sundowner bite, and um, it all started with that uh, uh, the troll fish I brought in. And uh, I was I talked to Steve about that yesterday and how important it is, and we'll get that in, in the conversation as well. But the key was um, you're out there; the fish are bigger than they have been. 
I would. They they were twenty to thirty. Now they were forty to fifty. The the bunches that we saw. We did have a beautiful kicker. Jorge Bocanegra really nailed a nice one. I don't know the way, but I, the weight, but I know it taped out at over a hundred pounds. So it's a great. I mean, if my estimation, one ten, one fifteen, uh, but definitely over a hundred pounder. Um, got on forty pound test now. Why was he using 40-pound tests? Because we were really using 25, 20, 25, and 30. That was the range. I used 30, didn't get bit. Went to 25, got bit. Went down to 20, and it was game on almost every single bait. But it wasn't just that. Everything had to align. We had rough weather, okay? So it made it difficult sometimes standing right at the bait a tank without getting soaked okay because as it goes side to side the water splashes out but it was important not only to have 20 pound test you needed a small hook what was the perfect uh, size hook we we believe it or not we were using number four number four and we got lucky man. on the ant on the sardine that they weren't the big huge monster sardine they were medium size sardine which made it a little bit difficult to cast Okay, and we'll talk about that as well. And, and once again, too, guys, just because we were using number fours, there were people that used bigger hooks. Um, they weren't getting bit as much. And they weren't getting bit. As Steve, much. what do we say about getting bit? You got to get bit before you land a fish, right? Well, yeah. If you don't get a bite, uh, are you just, as Stephen Wright would say, you're just standing on the shore looking like a fool. Right. Well, it, it, it's true. I mean, um, so uh, the key was to, to have all the right stuff, okay? And that, isn't that the name of the movie, the right stuff? Right. And, you know, like like going back to the right stuff, and what I mean is you've got to have everything. Uh, just like Sergio just said, you know, 40-pound fish, and that did take a while, but he was lucky enough to have it. But every fish out there was in the 35 to 40-pound range, so, and then boom, here comes that big one. It's just, if you're not prepared, you're not going to do it. And then if you're not going to get up and fish, you're not going to do it. Well, you know, okay. And that's, I, pref- I, that's preference, but no, it's kind of... I don't f- get up. I sleep at night. I understand I that, but you catch fish on a normal basis. But people that do not, why would you... I, okay. Well, but so that, anyways, that's personal. That's yes, personal. that is personal. But, you know, hey, and I will admit, first day, how many fish did I catch, Serge? I'm not, I'm not going to go there. I am. That'd be zero. And I got into that, um, oh, wow, what the heck is going on? That's not what I was saying it like, but uh, Mike Blue and them were all catching fish well, and stuff. And Rod's not. Okay, so and that, so my attitude went south so let me very take, let me, quick. Let me take it from there. Because, you know, you and you and that was a prize that you did. I came up to you. I go, what the heck are you doing? You always talk about. You and Steve always talk about yep. PFA, yep. and then when I said that, you kind of smiled, but you didn't pay attention. You you, you sulked there, okay? So what happened next? Well, Sergio happens to get out the bass rod with the uh, uh, pin fathom, fathom uh-huh. hooks one, and says, "Here's Ron." And if everybody thinks that I'm not that I'm too proud to take a handoff, I got news for you. Because it gets the stink off. I've you. always said, look, um, and so I took that and I fought that fish for about forty minutes because it's actually a pretty nice one and got it to the surface, laying flat, and we missed the game. Well, you know that that happens, but I mean the, the point <laughs> is you actually have to fight them. But but here's what's going on. Um, for the most part, I would say have 
everybody should have a 20-pound outfit. Absolutely. And I'm not talking about a 40-pound outfit that you put a 20-pound leader. That's too hard to do these right. days. And there's too, the way these fish pull, it's too hard. Okay? So you got to have a rod that can handle, that is designed for 20-pound. Why? Because 20-pound test is a lot lighter than 40-pound test. And if you pull too hard and the rod isn't, flexible enough and that your drag isn't set up it's just it doesn't work now in the old days it was different steve we 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 had monofilament lines we didn't have graphite rods so it was harder but it was more forgiving okay because uh you had so much what we used to call a shock absorber phenomenon okay right now you don't have that you've using a graphite rod that doesn't give it's got a lot of power in it. Then you use fluorocarbon. Doesn't have a lot of stretch in it. Then you use braided lines. Have no stretch in it. Uh, my God, I remember when the braided lines first came into the scene, I was pulling the hooks out of the fish's mouth when I was trying to set the hook. Things have changed. We need to adapt. Yeah. But if you're going to adapt, you've got to make sure you have the right stuff. Okay? And I said I was going to talk about, um, or at least... Fill you guys in on something here, but Fishing Syndicate is, is launching an E glass and S glass series of rods. I got a privilege to use one uh, prototype when we went on the sand, on the Clemente, okay, uh, where we got into all the tuna. I was using that thing and it was like, it was effortless. And it reminded me what a, a full glass rod can do. If you want to use lighter line, I would highly recommend going back to glass. Uh, the composites are amazing, okay? The L is the one that you probably want. You wanted to use the light. It's a 15 to 30 rod. Okay, that's what you were using, Ron. I know you. You're using the light with a little 400 on it, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that that's ideal because it bends correctly. And I'm sure Penn has their lineup and, you know, what rods. And, and Steve, you can go into that as well. But if it really requires right now light line. If you want to get bit a lot. But keep in mind, you're going to have a lot of heartaches, too. Okay? But the key is don't get down on yourself. And I saw Ron do that, and I just stared And I at never him. do that. And I just stared you down. And I go, hold on a second. Here you go. You tell everybody. And then it just... And he was a little... He was getting a little perturbed there. Okay? Well, you know, I did... I, okay, you got to hook him. And I did. But that was it. It was zing, dunk. Ding, ding, ding. And, and you know it happened to me three it, times it did and he just you just look it around and then there's mike blue over there landing fish after fish there's mike Howell over there landing fish after fish there's bruce landing fish after fish there's sergio landing fish and i'm going i can't yeah. tell you what i said well, no, but, no, but 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 he also keep i just in mind, the reason i brought it up they were using 25 pounds right. i was using 20 and what i didn't tell you and I'm going to have to admit here, and please, folks, don't do what I do. Do what I say. <laughs> That's bad. But no, when you had the bass rod, mm -hmm. you didn't have 20 pounds. I know it was 15. It was 15 pounds. And and I knew that, and I did my job, and I got him to the surface. And I got him there laying flat, ready to be gaffed. So, guys, I'll bring it back up with you. <laughs> you hear the music. Okay, listen, we're wrapping up our number one. When we come back, we'll have uh, the sheriff. He's trying to call in here. Um, and listen, we're, we'll keep going because there's a lot of fishing going on, but you got to be prepared for it. Folks, you're on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. This is Angler Chronicles, and we'll be right back.
When cold and flu season gets the better of you, get relief that lasts. Get Mucinex DM. Mucinex DM has 12 hours of relief for chest congestion and cough. Nothing lasts longer. One dose of Mucinex DM lasts three times longer than typical four-hour liquids. With Mucinex DM, it's not cold and flu season. It's always comeback season. Treat your cough or get relief from chest congestion day or night. Mucinex DM is available to purchase over-the-counter at your favorite neighborhood pharmacy among OTC cold and cough medicines. Use as directed. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Angels Radio AMA 30, KLA. Orange County, Los Angeles and Inland Empire. Where Angels Baseball lives. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed are those of the program sponsors and not necessarily the views of AMA 30 KLAA, its owners or management. Any and all on-air promotions broadcast during paid programming are the sole responsibility of the show owner and not the responsibility of AMA 30 KLAA. Welcome back to our number two with more fishing, more hunting, and more adventures on Angler Chronicles. Oh, welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Angels Radio AM 830 KLA, and we're trying to get a hold of Danny here. Um, as soon as he comes in, we will bring him in. Uh, a little bit of technical difficulty. I don't know which side, but it's, it happens. But let's go back to what we were talking about, okay? So uh, the recommendation right now for the fish that are out there is you got to bring everything in the kitchen sink and then that. Uh, I hate to admit it, but I brought nine rods uh, and reels. No, I brought 12 reels, nine rods. Um, I know that's a bit, a bit excessive, but you know what? I, I don't know what's going to happen, but whatever it happens, I was ready to roll. I had two bass rods out there. I had one with the Fathom, the low-profile Fathom. That had 15-pound test on it. And the one, the other rod had um, a 300, um, an accurate 300 Valiant, a small one, okay? And when that that one actually had 20 pounds. Then I had all the medium runs and all the other runs, and they, that, and they went from 25, 30, 40. I had every way uh, everything set up up to 80 and 100 because you didn't know. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, step back. I'm going to get a beating right here for using bass rods. But anyway, without further ado, the jig slinger, the man, the legend, my dear friend. The producer of Angler Chronicles, and not only that, the CEO of Filmdom, Mr. Danny Jackson. Good morning, sir. Hey. You ready? Morning, Sergio. I'm ready. Go ahead. Tongue lashing. Go ahead. No, uh, no, 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 no. No, I just wanted to say good morning to you and Steve and Ron and Andrew, and I'm getting a terrible echo back here. We've had a lot of technical Difficult difficulties this morning, but at any rate, I'm glad to hear about your two and a half day on the Eldo, and had hope, glad that you had a good one. You know, you were talking a couple of weeks ago when you came back from East Cape about uh, how hot the water was. What would you say the degrees got up to the temperature? Just shy of ninety. It was eighty nine point six or eighty nine point seven. Well, you know, these hurricanes thrive on the hot weather 
weather, hot water. We all know that. And so I'm just looking at the weather channel here, and it looks like Hurricane Norma is like 40 miles right now from Cabo. And you guys dodged a, a, a big one because the East Cape's going to get hit pretty hard here, I'm, I'm afraid, in the next 48 hours. But yeah, but as it goes by, as it goes by, it looks like it goes from a category three down to a category one, which is pretty much, uh, you know, storms, you know. Um, and okay, so let me just say this because I know Steve can hear me. Can't, can't, he Steve cannot hear you. <laughs> okay, so well, I uh, can't hear him either. So, so yeah, yeah, it's all it's it's all going as the way it's going. Okay, but anyway, uh, yeah, unfortunately, so everybody just hold that prayer out for uh, everybody down the East Cape. Uh, we love fishing there. I, we just got back. I got 14 consecutive days there. It was just amazing. Uh, it was a little warm, but we got a chance to fish in the uh, tuna shootout and at the same time give away thousands upon thousands upon thousands of shoes, shirts, and so much more. So it was a great uh, couple of weeks of getting a little bit of fishing in and getting a chance to give back. So it's great. But talking yeah. about giving back, one of the things that um, Anger Chronicles does, and we got them when we first got together. Ryan and I would talk about it, and we, with you as well, I'd say, "Hey, we want to find a cause." Okay, now one of the the first cause we ever found was when Brant McGoffin from Carla Teresa came to us and said, "Hey, you ever heard of the Olive Crest?" Well, we started with the Olive Crest, and then things evolved, and one of those things is an organization called Fish for Life. You want to take that, Danny? I will, I will take that. I will take that. You know, Sergio, let me tell you, you have always loved the kids. You know, we do a lot of episodes with kids, and including the, the shoe giveaway. But, uh, you know, kids are attracted to you, Sergio. And this episode, I'm, I'm, I've always been happy with this episode. We call it Fish for Life because that's the organization uh, founded by Jim Holder, of course. And this episode, by the way, is one of our many Telly Award-winning uh, programs. And it's aboard the Dana Pride um, from Dana War Sport Fishing. And uh, the special needs kids. And, you know, we catch a lot of fish. There's a lot of bin rod action. Mm -hmm. And it's, I call this heartwarming episode, Sergio. And uh, it'll air tomorrow morning at 830 but but talk talk a little bit about that. You know, it's it's just it's just it's heartwarming again. So well, you know, here, here's the thing. You know, um, Rhonda and I have had a very very blessed life. We were blessed to have one son. We technically we weren't allowed to have. I mean, we weren't supposed to have any children. So when we first got married, we we tried, we tried, nothing, nothing, and we tried every medical thing under the sun, nothing. We finally gave up, and when we gave up, we were blessed with Sebastian. Okay, our son, and uh, you know, healthy <laughs> broker. <laughs> I mean, he's done really well. But one of the one of the things is, we always wanted children. I always wanted to have a large family. You know, about being Argentine, part Sicilian. I mean, those are the things that we thrive on. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. So when 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 Brant brought the Olive Crest to me, it opened up. And it was foster care kids, and that was amazing. And it reminded me how my grandfather raised me. Back, back in Argentina, my grandfather, every Sunday, uh, there was a ritual. He would go to Mass, 
and after mass he'd go to the cemetery to to visit his his parents and after that okay what he would do he would go back to his store he had like a costco type thing load up the trunk with candy and then we'd either go to an, a senior citizen home, uh, we'd go to a uh, mental hospital, or we'd go to an orphanage. And it was on a rotation basis. And so, um, you know, I've had a, I've been very successful in business. And, you know, my son's going to inherit everything. And the question is, what do you want to leave behind? Well, yeah, he's going to get all the cars, he's going to get all the money, but legacy. Legacy, legacy, legacy. So when we got together and we said, you know, what do we want Angler Chronicle to stand for? Yeah, let's go have some fun. One of the biggest thing I wanted to do is make sure that we brought back the fishing, the fun in fishing. Because you see a lot of the, the television shows lately and it's like, man, it's just a guy turning the handle and I'm, even I fall asleep. Okay, it's just no, no, no. You, you want to have some fun, and we and the one thing I can tell you, Angler Chronicles. When we're fishing, we're having fun. If you ever been on a trip with us, you know it's out there. We're, we are having a lot of fun, and so, you know, having said that, we wanted to find something to give back to. Well, Brant, I mean, right off the bat, he said the olive crest we did the olive crest and it was great he took me to actually see these foster care homes and uh the way they take these kids and they were taking care of or they are four thousand kids a month okay that's a lot of kids that go through that system okay and it's a privately held organization we work with the food industry it's great but then it, it, it morphed then you know we talked to um mike lum okay and mike said to us hey have you ever heard of um friends of Rollo? Oh, so we got involved with the Friends of Rollo, which takes, you know, less privileged children uh, in inner city and takes them out for a day of fishing. Most of these kids live 20 miles from the beach and never seen the ocean. So and you can see it in their faces. And then we had Jim. Jim came out. He said, hey, I've got this. And he was fish for life. Well, you know what? In my family and also in, in Ron's family, we have Down syndrome. We have... Um, Asperger's, we have autism. You know, my niece, my, my godchild, you know, she has Asperger's. Very well functioning, but she has that. But what they do is they take these kids and they show them just a day on the ocean. From the red carpet coming down, they treat them like, I mean, royalty. And some of the kids that have been in the program for a while, you can tell, um, they just, it, it's just, it was just a wonderful experience. So if you guys get a chance and to see what we did, we, we took these kids out. We showed them a good time and and let them know that they have value, okay? Um, a, a pastor once said once said to me, you know, how do you know they're not the angels of the world? Okay? And I heard you, good, good point. Good point, Pastor. So anyway, so it is a great episode uh, where we support fish, uh, fish for Life. And check it out, okay? And if you do know a kid... Or if you have one and you want to show them this, please get a hold of Fish for Life. Let them know and and just join one of these trips, okay? So um, they're just simply unbelievable. And you guys did a fantastic job there, Danny, capturing uh, what was going on. So thank you so well, much. Well, you know, for... Sergio, if, if I may, uh, you know, Kathy and I have been blessed with a, a big family. We, of course, we've got four kids, eight grandkids, and three great-grandchildren. <laughs> And we have autism in the family as well. And uh, th this this program, like I say, it will warm your heart with these special needs kids. 
you know, Kathy and I, were, when we got married, we had planned to have six children. But when we got to four, we thought that was close enough. <laughs> so <laughs> I uh, wanted eight but, or uh, nine. I wanted my own soccer team. Yeah, right. Sure. You know, so. Well, listen, that's the program for tomorrow, Fish for Life, 8.30 tomorrow morning, Sergio. Yeah, well, listen, uh, just uh, letting everybody know, because I know they've been sending me messages, there's a lot of new shows coming up, but the problem, and we've been on the road. I mean, I was gone for two weeks, okay? That's that's two shows that are coming up there. We just uh, wrapped up the... Um, the uh, El Dorado trip. Uh, next week, we're back on the water. We're going to wrap up the Ocean Odyssey trip. And there's a lot of shows that are coming down. And now in the winter, we'll do a lot of editing. Okay? But there's a lot of stuff coming. Everybody stay patient. Enjoy this episode because, you know, we're talking about getting kids fishing. Um, check it out. Just just check it out. And, um, yeah, and thanks for all the work that you do, Danny. Well, thank you, Sergio. I'm, I'm just proud to be a part of all of it. Uh, we're proud to have you. Hey, just had a, I'm going to put you on the spot here. I want you to reminisce back in the day. You're going tuna fishing. All the fish are 30 to 40 pounds. Uh, what run really you taking? When I'm, when I'm going tuna fishing? Yep. Well, I'll, prob- I'll probably take the bass rod. <laughs> <laughs> Huh? Why not? Atta boy. Now, but back in the day, uh, you know, we got into a conversation yesterday with, with um, Steve as we were catching up. Oh, we got to go to we got to go to uh, to a break here. But yeah, we went back old school, Danny. Anyway, Danny, I'm gonna let okay. you be. Uh, maybe we'll see you for breakfast, uh, folks. This is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AM eight thirty K L A. Sergio, Ron. Danny just hung up. I still got Andrew. And I wonder if Andrew didn't go fishing, why is he not in the studio? And Steve, Iron Man. We'll be right back. Looking for the ultimate outdoor recreational experience? Look no further than the city where we dream extreme. Lake Elsinore, home of the new Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Experience next level camping with the best amenities available. Full hookup sites, vintage trailers, themed yurts, a swimming pool, splash pad, outdoor dining, and a spacious community hall. Adventure starts here. Reserve your spot. For more information, follow Launch Point on Facebook and Instagram. Relax, play, stay at launch-point.com. Freedom Boat Club, Huntington Harbor, San Pedro, Redondo Beach, Marina Del Rey. Live a hassle-free boating experience, enjoying the very best sport fishing in all of Southern California. Center consoles, pilot houses, bow riders, duffies, and much more. Freedom Boat Club, from Ventura to San Diego, plus more than 350 locations worldwide. Call 657-845-2930. That's 657-845-2930. Or cruise to freedomboatclub.com for details. 
Hi, I'm Captain Dave Marciano, and how would you like the freshest local New England seafood shipped to you overnight? No running around from store to store to find what you like. We have it here at AngelicaSeafoods.com. Everything from tuna, haddock, cod, clams, lobsters, scallops, we have it all. The finest seafood overnight to your door anywhere in the continental U.S. AngelicaSeafoods.com. Angels Radio, AME 30. KOA, there's Angry Chronicles, and that's just, it's just good music. It's just really it good music. It's great. All right, so we're getting back to what we were talking about, and I was trying to get this conversation with Danny going, but um, there's a new wave of rods coming from Fishing Syndicate, and I want to make sure you guys understand. It's an e-glass, but it's not the e-glass of yesteryear. It's a brand new e-glass, and it's a much higher quality e-glass. And then on top of that, there's an S-glass. If you're familiar with the 90J, the jig stick, that's an S-glass. There's going to be a whole lineup. He's going to he's calling them quote-unquote boat rods, but something that I'm, I'm really had forgotten, Steve, I can't believe I forgot this, is how, how we fought these fish back in the day with a full fiberglass rod versus a composite or full graphite rod now and the e-glass that i used anyway was so forgiving okay so if everything isn't tuned ideally uh or, or perfectly you're going to have a bust off when you go to light line agreed well if everything isn't aligned properly yeah yeah and and so since you can't always get it per- perfect, uh, you need a little bit of give. So uh, mono gives because it stretches. So that's a little bit better. Um, uh, let's see. A, a, a more limber rod is the way, for me anyway, making sure your drag is set right. There's just a lot of different things that have to be in perfect sync if you're going to go to super light line. And when I handed the rod over to Ron, I didn't, he asked what pound test you got. I told him 25. Okay. And he just fought it, but it wasn't 25. I knew it was 15. I told him just don't, don't adjust anything. Just fish it. Now I know that Ron is not going to take the rod and lift it anywhere, any higher than 45 degrees that he does very well. Okay. But if you high stick a rod, now you're putting more pressure. 15 is going to pop. Okay, keep in mind also you have a little number four size hook. Um, The gap isn't big enough to fit on the side of the mouth. Okay, you're going to hook him, but chances are you're going to hook him inside, especially if your bait is small and they swallow the bait. Now your line is rubbing against their teeth. Okay, it's only 15-pound test. You have to be prepared for a lot of heartaches, but... You're not going to have a heartache if you don't get bitten the first time, right. in the that, first that's, place. That's it. Okay, so if you're going to use the right, or if, you, if you're if you forced to use a lighter gear, or say, or lighter line, lighter, smaller hook, well, you better make sure that what you have on the other end, your rod and your reel, 
are up are, are perfectly apt for it okay uh, i mean i'm getting a message here from gary he goes circle hooks or j hooks well you know there's another dilemma well everybody says use circle hooks well you're not going to get sergio in a circle hook i like j hooks now i don't get into circle hooks unless the fish is over 100 pounds if i know the fish are over 100 pounds absolutely a mutu a circle hook perfect I just feel more comfortable with a J hook, right. okay. But I saw plenty of people using circle hooks. So well, I, you know, I, I just Mike uh, Blue, for example, to, to show you the difference in equipment was using a 900 XL and a, and a light, okay. and he was anywhere from 65 pound Spectre with the you know 20 pound 25 pound floral. Uh, but he was using a number two circle hook the first day. The mm-hmm. second day, he went to a number four J ring. Right, and you know. Um, you have to have it all, and you got to know how to use it. Yeah. So, um, the key thing here, and, and it's funny how we started the season talking one way, and now we've got another phenomenon going. And Steve has always said, "Okay, we have to adjust, right. adjusting and be being prepared." Unfortunately, if you're on a boat and you didn't bring the, you don't have the right size hook, it's kind of hard to walk to the. Uh, to the the tackle shop from there. So you have to have a certain amount of things available. So let me tell you what's happening over the last couple of weeks. Will it be this this way next week or the week after that? Mm, I don't know, but I'm definitely taking this. You got to have a good 20-pound outfit. Now, I... A lot of people are using 25, they're using 30, using 40. But if you ask me, you need to have a 20-pound outfit. Having said that, your reels have to carry enough line. These fish at 40, 50 pounds are going to pull drag. And if you're using... 20 pound test and you're going to have to back off your drag that means they're going to pull harder so um for example normally the bv300 just give you an example i would put 50 pound spectra on it not anymore i'm using 30 why well i'm not going to use any more than 20 on it so 30 is fine on the pen fathom i always also dropped i used to use you know 50 or 65 on the fathom because you know what it's a bass rod so you know you know it's good to have that backing i just changed the leader it was good you know 120 feet of water max it was perfect well that's not happening anymore you got to have enough line in order to fight these fish and i don't want to deal with the big reel so what do you do you go down steve here, here's a question for you i don't know if you know it on the top of your head um from 50 pound braided line dropping down to 30 pound braided line you know how much what percentage you think you're increasing in line capacity oh you're increasing it at, at least one third at least 33 percent yeah and that, that, uh, that, that, that a bit of extra yardage also mm-hmm. you're increasing your casting ability and because of the smaller diameter of the line of braid you're increasing your ability to swim and get more bite. Yeah. So there's a, there's a lot of advantages there to going to a lighter bait. Also, whether you're using braid or, or mono or any modern line, most of the time it will overtest from whatever it says. Mm-hmm. We touched on this early when we were talking in the show when we were talking about trout with two pounds. But um, modern line 
will overtest anything from 10 to 20 percent higher than whatever the label says. All right, so let me let me just <clears throat> let me let me just let me just bring this back around then. Okay, you, 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 we're going to have to go lighter line, uh, so you're going to have to back off your drag. Okay, so if you're going to back off your drag, that means that run that that fish is going to take is uh, going to be longer. The other thing that I noticed there is people panicking. Yeah. Okay, um, just because a fish is taking line doesn't mean that you need to reinvent the drag system by applying your thumb on it. Okay. Uh, no, that's not that's not a good thing. Do not reinvent it. What happens is, as line is being pulled out of your reel, the drag gets tighter and tighter on its own. Okay. Now, it still may not still may spool you. If you're going to get spooled, yeah, then go ahead and just tighten it all the way, pop the fish, and try to get as much line back as you can. Okay, because when you're on the water, if you get spooled completely and you don't get the majority of the line back, guess what? That reel and rod, that's pretty much done. That's why I always carry extra, extra line or an extra reel. Go ahead, Ron. Well, that's what happened to me on my third fish that I found on the second day, and um, I was using actually my 500 with my... Um, 800 um, M. Mm-hmm. When we saw the knot in the bottom of the spool, we go, "Uh oh!" That's when you may want to reinvent the drag or whatever you're going to do and tighten it down. But remember to reverse it back once you get that fish turned around. If you do, and that just so happened it did, and we ended up landing the fish. But don't touch your drags. Don't do anything unless you absolutely yeah, have you, to. If you don't set your drags before you cast your bait <laughs> yeah. out, it's too late. And I would even venture to say this. After every single fish, you got to check your drag. It will vary. Okay? So you got to check your drag. And um, if you don't know how, don't worry about it. Okay? Just ask a deck hand to help you out. Sergio, uh, an issue that happened, I noticed quite a bit is a lot of people learn to fish from their grandpa. Mm-hmm. God bless grandpas, but a lot of them go back to the days where reels either had really lousy drags or no drag, and they literally had a little, a little leather thumb pressure thing that that was your drag. And so they were, they were taught early to use their thumb as a drag, even though... Anybody that's fishing today didn't go back to the leather drag a day. They just didn't. But they may have been taught by somebody who was. Or they learned to fish in freshwater where maybe they were fishing for bass or catfish in a lake with a lot of cover with logs and rocks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the fish ran more than about 10 feet. It was going to get caught up in, in that structure. And you had to stop them. Yeah, but tuna got nowhere to go. So well, right, but people people okay. revert to their instincts. Right, and you could be saying, "Don't bump the spool." Uh, this has happened to me. I've said, "Don't bump the spool. Don't bump the spool," and they've said, "I'm not bumping it." And I've grabbed their thumb and pulled it off the line, <laughs> yeah. and I said, "Oh, I guess I was. I couldn't help it." Yeah. Hey, Steve, do me a favor. Um, let's go ahead and do this. You've got a tremendous echo coming through right now, so. Um, Leilani, can we let him hang up and call him right back when we do that? And then let me know when he gets you back on. Let's try uh, recalling in, okay? Oh, he's already in. Okay, right, so perfect. guys, you know, um, 
like we're trying to tell you, just think a 900 all the way down to a bass rod, and that's what works. They got. What do you mean a 900? You know, the XLs that Mike Blue is using. In the, oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. So um, those are great rods. They're extra light. Okay. They're, I think they're rated 10 to 17. <laughs> okay. And you have some, and the, I know the L is 15 to 30. Um, I normally use the bass rod, but you got to be careful with the bass rod because the bass rod, I use the heavy, which is 25 to 45. Now, what are these numbers I'm throwing out to you? What, what they basically mean is 25 to 45. So it's an ideal rod to fish 30. Okay. Well, I don't fish 30 on it. What I do is I go ahead and, and fish much lighter line. Okay. I think we got Steve back on, so we'll take a short a break here. And when we come back, we'll pick it back up with Steve and go from there. All right. Are you running? You ready for another commercial? I can't believe that the thing's almost over. We got so much to say. Folks, it's Angels Radio, AMA 30K, LIA, and we'll be right back. Angels Radio. AMA 30. Lytle Screen Printing in Huntington Beach, where quality and service are everything since 1989. Screen printing, embroidery, digital printing, Lytle does it all. Shop their extensive line of apparel and headwear or bring in your own for customization. A few embroidered shirts or thousands of printed t-shirts, Lytle has you covered. No order is too big or small. Mention Angler Chronicles and they will waive your setup fees for your first order. You can find them on the web at lysphb.com or call 714-969-2424. Lytle Screen Printing, where all your needs are met. Hello, I'm Chef Bree, head chef for Carne de Teresa, and it's my goal to make you a chef in your own kitchen. I've created the perfect and most delicious seasonings to go on top of our pollo asado and pollo adobado. And our Carne de Teresa Salvadoreño sausage is perfect for breakfast or dinner. Carne de Teresa is always hand-cut, hand-seasoned, and hand-packed right here in Southern California. You can find our delicious Carne de Teresa products at your local Albertsons, Food for Less, Ralph's, and Smart and & Final. Let Carne de Teresa make you a chef in your own kitchen. Visit CarneDeTeresa.com for recipes and more. Remember, when fishing, practice CPR. Catch, photograph, and release, and always eat more Carne de Teresa. This is Teresa. Carne de Teresa is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles and Olive Crest. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM 830. A Monday warrior, mean, mean strife. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride. Welcome back, everybody. This is Angels Radio. Oh, Angels Radio, AM 830 KLAA, the Zanger Chronicles, and I think we got Steve back, but I also have Rick, Captain Rick Scott of the Ocean Odyssey. Rick, come on in, brother. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Uh, apparently, better than you. Yeah, was, you're really loud. Hey, good morning. Tell me, what's going on? Oh, we just got out here to the fishing grounds. We uh, stayed in the harbor last night for a few hours, like you like to do, because it's a... It's a little choppy, and as soon as we got out of the harbor, we went back there, and there was 
like 10 of them laying around on the back deck, a couple in the galley. They're not feeling so good today. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you want to explain what's going on? Um, weather-wise? Yeah. Yeah, we got the wind in the Started yesterday. Today's supposed to be a little choppy. Tomorrow's supposed to be really choppy, and Monday does not look good. It's really bad. So. How does Wednesday like, look? We might miss a day of fishing here on Monday. How about Wednesday? How does Wednesday look? Uh, Wednesday looks horrible. Don't say that. We have a trip going out Wednesday. Well, we're going to go. It'll be like 15 foot, 25, 30 knots of wind. Yeah, unfortunately, Ron's going to have to take that one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No problem. I found out what my hip can do and can't do. Yeah, when your hips don't lie. There you go. Uh, The weather after, after, after Monday, Tuesday looks great. So. Yeah, it does lay down. You know, it's really weird. It's really weird. I'm going to be on the center console tomorrow, and I said, oh, when I saw that, Steve put a report yesterday, and I go, oh, no. So I looked. I mean, I only have uh, three footers at 10 seconds here and three knots of wind. I go, okay, cool. At least local here in Long Beach is going to be okay. But you guys did getting plummeted. And to, for everybody to understand, like Danny had mentioned, there's a big hurricane down there in Cabo. And it's been churning up a lot of water, okay? And then you're, you're finally feeling the effect. I think next week we'll be feeling the effect up here in Long Beach. But anyway, yeah, um, you're not, out in the... Let's not, scare, let's not start to scare everybody. With no, the, no, no. It's not going to affect us up here one bit. No, yeah, we're not, yeah, not going to have a storm here. It's just uh, some, uh, some swell. But anyway, listen, um, question. Where are you fishing now? Um, U.S. or did you go south? Huh? Did you go? That's a secret spot. Oh, okay. But are you fishing U.S. Yeah. water or Mexican water? He's in the yeah, ocean. We were fishing U.S. waters. We were not at San Clemente. We were not on the 43. We were kind of in the middle. Um, we, we just got lucky on Thursday. You know, we, we uh, the bluefin kind of went down. We drove around all night, saw nothing along with all the other boats. There has not been a night bike for days, but I, uh, just got lucky. We stumbled across the big sonar sonar mark. Uh, around nobody, we we're all by ourselves. That yellowfin showed up, and what was really odd is we see I saw a lot of skipjack mixed in it, which we have not seen. So oh, I see. Yeah, like I haven't seen any skipjack in a while. No, it looks like there's some new fish moving in. So hopefully uh, things are going to heat up here. But you know, the San Diego and the Liberty rolled in there. Because they, they, you know, they don't leave till six or five thirty in the morning. They rolled in where I was. Um, they both got a nice little taste of it, but uh, I saw the San Diego yesterday. He did not do so good. So it looks like that fish is, has moved off somewhere else, or it just didn't bite. I saw no scores yesterday, like we had on Thursday. We, like I said, we just got lucky. We happened to be at the right place at the right time with uh, the right bait, the right tackle, and we were able to. Uh, cash in on it and put a bunch of those nice yellowfin on the boat. Mm, very cool. All right, yeah, I saw some of the pictures and uh, it was kind of cool and uh, we're looking forward to fishing with you next week. We're coming down on Wednesday, jumping on the boat. We're bringing Ron uh, and John as well uh, and we're going to film it. We need a little more field footage for your yearly pilgrimage. because we, we sprinkled three different trips into one and uh, to show people so this will be the the coup de gras, okay, get some more footage for this year, and uh, let's make it happen. Looking forward to it. Okay, what should people bring to come out fishing with you? I would be prepared with anything, you know. Um, 
when that fish got on the 43, we were actually fishing 20 pounds. Um, we haven't had to do that since. But uh, that smaller fish got on the 43. We were fishing uh, 20 pound fluorocarbon number four hooks. Um, and the next day when that fish went away, we were back to fishing 30 and 40 pound mm-hmm. uh, fluorocarbon and number two, two odd hooks. So it, it, it's changing daily here. Yep, you win Thursday, 80 pounds. They bit that 80 pound in the corner for four hours. I wish we could have got everybody on the boat to start fishing 80 pounds, but you know, people just are stuck on fishing 30 pounds and takes them a little longer to get the fish on the boat. But the guys that fished 80 pounds on Thursday they had more than 10 fish. Hmm. Okay, there you go. Okay. So, anyway, okay, so listen, we will see you next Wednesday. Ryan and I will come down uh, with John, and uh, we'll get uh, the rest of the footage that we need. Looking forward to another day and a half with you. That's You're our staple down there, so I'll give you a call probably on Tuesday to get all the information of what else to bring. But what, like we've been saying all, sh- all show long, I mean, you got to be prepared from 15-pound test to 130-pound test. And I know that's a lot. But what you don't have, don't worry. You can rent either on the boat or at the tackle shop. So just uh, right there at the landing, you can rent a, a rod and reel, okay, that will suit the needs that you don't you don't have. So make sure you do that. And I know you have rods and reels on the boat that you rent, right? Yeah, we have outfits uh, good for 30 and 40 pound tests, and we have a couple handfuls of eight pound sticks, you know. Uh, so you need that, but we don't have the jigs if you're going to rent the heavy rods for night fishing. But like I said, that night, the night bite has not happened. I like, rolled out this morning and listened to the guys again. But we, we drove around for the last couple of days and saw nothing, and the guys last night saw virtually nothing. So. Hopefully yeah, and you know what? It's, it's funny. It was on our two and a half day. Yeah, there was a night bite, but four fish. That and none of them over a hundred. That is not good. Okay, that is just not a good bite. So what you're experiencing is what I see too. Thank God I didn't get up. Thank God I didn't get up. for now. Four fish? No, thank you. I slept. What? You know I slept. So who's the smart? Who who's the smartest one? You know, three fish that are forty pounds. I I saw them. They were less than forty. They were in their twenties, or a very good night's sleep because it was perfect for sleeping and i slept eight hours and iran is telling me he's giving me the number three signal okay he i got three fish but yes they were 40 lost one i already got that's not true i handed it to uh, ignacio yeah yeah you you had to hand it over and the uh, one of the ones you had we're gonna have to practice here uh rick one of the the remnants of his hip replacement he can't walk sideways to his left when he's got a fish on I saw something. Well, I you know you know what's going to happen one night. You're going to sleep all night. We're going to catch limits, and the boat's going to be on its way home when you wake up. And you're going to say, "Well, I never even got to the water." That's what no, he tried no, to do. That, that, see, that's why it's important for me to fish the bait receiver on the way out. <laughs> no no it's all good no no and ron 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 knows that if it's that wide open he comes and wakes me up but um yeah it's all good it's all good and it's happened before but anyway uh rick looking forward to being with you on wednesday uh where do people go and check out your schedule uh well we're sold out it looks like till the 29th uh, ocean odyssey fishing.com book right online 
And if you want to talk to Dina, 619-889-4535. If you want to get on standby for any of the trips that are sold out this month, you can do that right online. And November 8th, it's not a special trip, but my little brother's coming into town. He's got some of his friends coming on the boat. That trip's going to go for sure already, so... Excellent. Ron was actually looking at that one for us to go on. Okay, so that'd be a lot of fun. Hey, listen, before I'm just getting this message, and I know you'll enjoy this, Rick, since we just talked about it, and I said that Ron's has a problem walking to his left. Okay, Uh, this is a message. It's not from me, Ron. I'm just simply sharing it. I'm going to read it. Uh, Somebody says on the next trip that they come with us, I'm not going to mention his name. He's going to bring tennis balls so you can put them on the bottom of your walker. Oh, oh, that must and, have been either Don or Ron. No, swivel wheels on the walker. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, Lord. Now, pressure is so on. He's having a problem walking to the left? Yeah, you know, I noticed that. And, I have uh, a brain disconnect from my uh, foot, my leg to my brain, which is normal. Well, you have a brain disconnect. Uh, that's, what, that's what I said, which is normal. And when I first take that first step, and I almost fall over almost every time. It's really weird. Well, maybe that's what, maybe that's what happened to the last trip. They had a real problem walking to the left or the right. <laughs> that's true. That is true. But it's right, only... So it's, I'll make sure, I'll make sure on, on Wednesday that when I talk to the boat, we'll stop it on the port side. That way, you just have to. Thank, thank you. Right. Actually, I start physical therapy on Monday, so yeah. So no, it's all good, Rick. In fact, uh, I tell him I'm gonna take him to the park. I uh, have him bring his rod, and I still I'm manage gonna, to catch on. seven fish. I'm gonna, so. I'm gonna give him a rod. I'm gonna take the line like you do. You know, when we when we show people uh, the seminar on the boat, and yeah. and then I'm gonna be the fish and have him make him walk to the left to build up that muscle so well, there you go there you go all right my brother you take care of you one okay. more time the website fishing.com or dina and we look forward to seeing everybody in midweek and uh, looking forward to good weather and great fishing all right take care rick we'll talk to you later bud all right all right uh-huh. bye-bye captain rick scott from the ocean Odyssey. all right steve you back uh i'm back very good. Very good. Excellent. All right. So listen, um, folks, So you, you hear from Rick. You heard from us. Uh, Bluefin seems and yellowfin seems to be the order of the day here local. Um, so let me let me let me run it. Give it over to Steve because Steve, just, you just got back from Nate Day. So tell us what you caught and how you caught it. Well, I'll tell you, uh, tackle preparation is key and having the proper spread of gear. I, I should add that. These bluefin are not an unusual thing anymore. We've had them for now seven straight years. The indications are that they're going to keep coming back. They really never leave, even in the winter. So not having to tackle because the bluefin is kind of a weird or unique thing um, is really no longer the case. You want to get down to your local tackle shop, buy... You know, the good quality two-speed gear. I hope you buy a pen, but but see your local independent tackle dealer or your current store and uh, and get the real stuff. I put a few lists up on Friends of Angler Chronicles. There's lots of other, you know, online lists, and and, and Rick certainly outlined what you need to have. You need to have the good gear. You just do. Um, but um, for us, 
we traveled away from the Bluefin area, and we went down a little further south off Magdalena Bay. We had excellent fishing on full-size uh, yellowfin, not bluefin. We actually did catch one very confused bluefin. He, he didn't know where he was. Um, our, our tuna were 25 to 40 pounds. What were they biting on? Yes. Whatever you wanted to throw, whatever you wanted to test was great field testing for me. I could uh, get spited, this over, that over, this rod, that rod, and it all worked. So I spent a lot of the time slow pitch digging. Um, I was able to catch a lot of alternative species, including the very popular pargo, and really caught as many tunas as everybody else. Why hear the music? You hear the music, so hang on tight. We'll come back to you. Uh, folks, you're on Angels Radio, AM830 KLA. This is Angler Chronicles, and we'll wrap up the show in the next segment. We'll be right back. Angels Radio, AM830. Looking for something to do today? Come check out what's new at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Michael's was voted Orange County's best sports bar. Whether it's sports, drinks, games, or food, Michael's has something for everybody. And don't forget the wings that Michael is famous for. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill, 15192 Golden West Street, Westminster, California. Just south of the 405 freeway. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Don't blink on the sink with the original hookup baits. With their patented design, the original hookup baits are built in the USA using only the highest quality of materials and owner hooks. After years of research and development, the original hookup baits have captured the profile and lifelike action causing fish to bite, whether it's in salt water or fresh water, jigging or trolling. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops and get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph and release. The perfect day is my family and I on the boat, out on the waterway. I love it. Nothing but sun, snacks, fishing, and of course, life jackets for everyone. Save the ones you love. Life jackets save lives. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM 830. You need Welcome back, everybody. You're on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLA. This is Angler Chronicles, and uh, we're going to wrap up the show. So let me just hand it over to Steve real quick. Steve, you got approximately four minutes. Go for it. Well, okay. So we, we caught uh, Yelpa Tuna doing anything we wanted to do. It was great fun. And the vibe on an eight-day trip compared to the shorter trip is quite a bit different. There's not the, 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 you know, the time pressure that you have on a shorter trip. If you're sitting out eating lunch and you look out and somebody just got hooked up, you're like, hey, that's pretty cool. I'm going to finish my lunch, though. And so it, it, it's really kind of a nice thing. You don't even have to fish at night. You can, but there's no pressure whatsoever. In fact, you're probably so tuckered out from fishing all day, you couldn't do it anyway. 
Right, um, and we just and we just heard what um, what what Rick was saying. I mean, the, the night fishing is almost non-existent, and uh, we, we we had night fishing. People tried anyway. What for four fish? It's not worth getting up. So um, yeah, so you can get. I know, Ron. I know you got up, and that that's good. But I mean, I. You know, then the next day you're exactly exhausted, and when the fishing does happen, yeah, it's a little bit more tiring. So, uh, I need my beauty sleep. So it's all good. All right. So uh, yellowfin all over the place. What else did you catch? Uh, we caught uh, on our way back. We caught yellowtail at a couple of different places. Again, doing whatever you wanted to do, but the standard yo-yo iron or uh, live sardine with a with an egg sinker so rather than you weren't on the surface you weren't on the bottom you're kind of in mid-depth that was the trick also when you're down in the elephant area we spent a lot of time fishing for wahoo the wahoo were not fighting too well uh we got a couple of them fully on the standard uh uh marauder type bait and i was fortunate enough to catch the only one that wasn't fooling Cassie on my favorite, uh, Williamson Bentos jig, cranking it back at, as it would say on Star Trek, warp speed. That is really the trick. And um, we, we caught lots of Dorado, didn't keep that many, a lot of Dorado release, and it was just, uh, you know, just a, about as good a trip as you can have. We even have a little stop in a small bay at the center of Baja that didn't even have a name and we had wide open fight on Sierra mackerel and if you've ever had the ceviche that's the fish that the ceviche was invented for mm-hmm. so we had we had uh, all the tuna all the dorado that you wanted excuse me all the yellowtail you wanted and if you wanted dorado if, if, and if you wanted Sierra's, if you wanted to try for uh, Pargo and such like that. Uh, there was plenty of that. It was just an ideal trip. I really thank the guys on the American Angler, the crew and the gal- the deck crew and the galley crew. Captain Lopez, Captain Wall, thank you very much. Excellent. All right, so there you go, Nate. That's what the eight trip trips are happening, and I know a lot of people don't necessarily go on the eight trip. So, uh, Ron, do we have any trips that people can join us before the end of the year? We do actually. We have the victory on uh, November second. Okay. And that uh, you got to call the landing, or uh, they like you to book online at longbeachsportfishing.com. And let me mention, let me mention when these fish get closed, the the three quarter day boats have been there. Victory has been one of the boats that's been on the tuna. Uh, if not, then you know we'll, we'll we'll do whatever's going on. And I would highly recommend that when you book that trip to come fishing with us. By the way, uh, our cameraman will be on there. We're doing a special episode. It's uh, about three or four trips uh, that we've done on the Victory. So please come on out and join us. The camera will be rolling. Okay, so uh, where where do they go again for that one? They call. Uh, they can call five six two four three two eight nine nine three. The landing. Uh, the landing. Okay. Uh, but they want you to really book online, which if I'm not mistaken, there's a savings there. Mm-hmm. Uh, now don't hold me to that. At longbeachsportfishing.com, and then November twelfth, we're back on the El Dorado for a day and a half, and once again, you're going to call the landing and longbeachsportfishing.com or Five six two four three two eight nine nine three. Um, El Dorado's been on fire, folks. Uh, it's, TJ no, has put no, his no, on no, the no. fish. Okay, I don't like that word. 
El Dorado has been extremely okay, successful. Free. <laughs> On fire true. is not a good word. That's not a good word. That's that's true. And then the last trip of the year is the Fishers of Men, but we got time for that. I'll get to that next week. Okay, so there you go. Uh, a few more opportunities to come fish with us, and want to thank everybody that came out fishing with us. We also have, let's not forget, costume night. Taco Tuesday let's is talk, on. Wait, let's let's talk a little about that. So we got Taco Tuesday coming up on. It's actually the thirty first. On the thirty first. Okay, and um, what we're going to do is I'm going to hit up. Um, I don't know. I'm going to hit up some one of our sponsors, and we're going to get something really special uh, to give away for Taco Tuesday, and it'll be based on the best costume. Okay. I'm going to win. You're in in eligible. Oh. Okay, and uh, see, no. Okay, but the best costume, you come out, you know, you win the prize, and we'll, it'll be a vote. We'll do an applause vote, okay, the loudest ones. Uh, so even, I mean, you and I won't even vote. We'll vote with our applause, okay? So Taco Tuesday held where, Ron? Michael Sports Pub and Grill, 15192 Golden West, West. Minster, I'll post, I'll post something up today. All right, listen, uh, Leilani, about how much time do we have left? Uh, looking at a little more than six minutes. So uh, let me wrap it. Let me wrap this show and, and, and bring it back around. Important, if you're going to go out for the tuna fish right now, there's plenty of that, but just got to make sure you're prepared. Uh, you're going to have to have some... You know, heavier lines, highly recommend. Look at the list that Steve's already posted on our Friends of Angler Chronicles Facebook page. Um, it's already posted there. Five rods don't leave home without. But make sure on the lower end, they've been biting a lot lighter line. Make sure that the line is appropriate for the rod and reel. That's all I'm going to say. Okay? Um, you need a nice, and make sure you got plenty of line on that particular reel. Um, I've been thinking of actually going from the little 300 to the 400. Okay, why? Because the 400 has a little additional thing. My 400 actually has second speed, so it's got two speed. And sometimes two speed is a good thing. Yep. I told you I was going to talk to you about uh, that troll fish. I caught a, a fish on the troll, and that started the sun, the sound downer. Okay, because we never moved from there. That was the drift. Um, if you're going to, and it was by, by chance, because I mean, I already had a bait, I was about to cast, and nobody was attending the rod, and it was right below me, and it goes off. And I go, well, who's nobody's taking care of it. I put my rod down and just brought it in. But it's different when you fish a uh, troller than when you fish uh, a bait. On a trolling rod, you need to get it in as fast as you possibly can. It's not for the faint of heart. You gotta muscle that that fish in. Obviously, you can't lose him, but you gotta muscle him in. The reason is you're pulling the entire school to the boat. Luckily, we were able to bring that in fish in fast, and we had that bite that we were talking about on the second day. We never moved again. We just drifted along that, had the fish around us. So that's a team effort, you know, between the guy, the captain who sees them, getting the, the fish on the troll in, 
and also who's ever on the bait tank chumming up the fish. So it was a perfect combination on the El Dorado. Thank you uh, to TJ and to Stumpy and to Sean and Mike, uh, Captain Will, and, of course, Brian making some. He had good food. Yeah, yeah those, those pork chops and that, that chicken that breast pork, was pretty yeah, good. Absolutely. So it was really good. There is more time to be had. If not, you go in a longer range. Okay, I know uh, our friend Paul just got off a 10-day. Um, unfortunately, guys, um, I don't have technology working on my behalf today, so I don't know of who was there, who was not there. I do want to mention that the Enterprise, uh, so look at Pierpoint Landing. They started the Kids Fish Free, Kids Fish Free program again. Check them out, okay? The, the Enterprise in the city of Long Beach, okay? Check those out, Pierpoint Landing. You, you don't have to have the number on the pier point landing, do you? Um, actually, give me 30, not even 30 seconds. All right, you ready? Yeah. Here he goes. This is how prepared I am. 562-983-9300. That's in 200 Aquarium Way. Or pierpoint.net. Yeah, 200, and it's at 200 South Aquarium Way. I know that because it's right next to the uh, Long Beach Aquarium. And, Steve, I think what we need to do is I need uh, you, me, Ron, and I don't know if Andrew's still with us. We just... Uh, Get our gear. I want you to come with your tackle box and your rod and reel, and let's walk into the Long Beach Aquarium. What do you uh, think would happen? I think that security would tackle you first because I'd be running. <laughs> Amen. You know, uh, I, I would let uh, Andrew bring his bow and arrows. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Oof. That's a thought. Well, if, if you ever been there, as soon as you walk in, they yeah, got to. That, that, that might trigger us. Action. Yeah, we might be going to jail. <laughs> Dude, I would just like the, that first tank. I'd be one of those guys just pointing at him, Tim. When you walk in, <laughs> the, the first tank that you see is just uh, it's Southern California. It's got everything. It's everything we fish in Southern California. It's got black sea bass, white sea bass. It's got yellowtail. It's got calico bass, sand bass. Everything that we fish locally is right there. Just drop a live squid in there. That'd be so cool. Okay. I, I've been hypnotized by that tank many times. Yeah, and then the other one, of course, in Monterey. I've I've literally sat there for four hours. I didn't even know it was four hours. Rhonda said, look, we already did the tour. We came back to get you. I go, you guys go do another tour if you want because I don't want to move. It was just the most amazing thing I've seen. But anyway, so um, listen, um, coming back around, uh, make sure you have the right stuff. You know, I can't wait to have Oliver come into studio and talk to you guys about E-glass and S-glass technology and what's coming down the pipeline. It's going to have a certain use, but it'll be a great great tool to have in the arsenal okay and then um get the kids in, get, get the kids involved in fishing please if not the next generation is not going that way and, and we need to get them back to just fresh air you know and get out there don't buy them a tackle box buy i mean don't buy them an xbox buy them a tackle box uh, we highly believe in that and passing it on to the next generation. So, anyway, um, been great. I can't wait to get. We'll be on the Ocean Odyssey next week. Okay, so that'll be cool. And then again, remember on the 31st, Tuesday the 31st, Halloween night, Taco Tuesday at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. We're raising money for Fishers of Men West Coast. So make sure you uh, you join us then. Okay. All right, Ron. We've got uh, I don't know 30 seconds left. So. Um, I'm just going to say this. Um, it's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world. Okay. And, um, just don't be one of the crazies. 
Okay, just um, grab your rod and reel, jump on a boat. It'll bring you sereneness. And again, congratulations to Jorge. He caught the big fish on our trip, over 110 pounds, I would guess. Okay, that was, that was pretty cool doing it on a 40-pound test. All right, so there's the music. Sorry, Ron, you were going to say something too bad. Happy birthday, Chris. Oh, there you go. Ha oh, absolutely. Happy birthday, Chris. Codename Burger. All right, this is... Uh, Angler Chronicles, we're out, and we'll talk to you next week. Don't forget, be kind to everybody. Well, folks, that's the show for this week. It's time to truck on out of the city and get outside in God's country. We'll see you next week on Angler Chronicles. <laughs>